We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's hard? Finding technology to truly engage your students. (laughs) Welcome to the third episode of our four-part series on using technology in your classroom. Each episode focuses on one aspect of using technology with students. And today we are talking about using technology as a way of engaging your students in learning. Our students are digital natives, metaphorically born with a device in hand. Our challenge is to harness the power that technology holds for them and to use it as another tool to advance the learning experiences that we plan. Retta, you are such a poet. Did you hear that? It's true. Galloping across the screen. Oh, I love it. But you're right. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah, I get a picture in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's there's so many ways to introduce technology that will be an attraction or you know something additional that would enhance our learning goals rather than just a distraction. Mm-hmm. There's a, so much technology out there, I think, that is basically drill and kill, yeah. but on a computer yeah. or on an yeah. iPad or, you know, it's the same. Exactly. iPad worksheets. Yeah. So I think we can use technology definitely to build classroom community and then even reach beyond those walls, which I think is really exciting. Yeah. It really is. Um, Some ideas for increasing engagement are digital storytelling, which is awesome. Starting a class webpage, teaching positive use of social media, which is so needed nowadays. So important. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Or using collaborative sites for writing and discussing books. And some of my favorite ways are um, podcasting with kids, teaching kids how to do their own podcast. That's, that was a lot of fun last year. I dipped the toe in that water and learned a lot. Um, movie making. And then there's um, a new, a new thing that I've been kind of entertaining and kind of feeling my way through. Um, I wanted to do like a video diary. So each kid would do a video diary on the computer and the video diary would be about their learning for the week and what they're going oh. to stick with them. And I thought you could make creative and artsy fartsy, you know, like um, star date, you know, whatever. You know, I'm thinking like Star Trek, you know, where someone logs in and, and tells tells their learning for the week. But I, I'm kind of toying around with what that could look like for self-reflection. So... Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be less intimidating, especially for our kids that have a hard time just getting the pencil yeah. to paper, and it right? For them to that, speak it they versus can go writing back it. And, and watch and review. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh, Tracy, I think I made it a product, but now I'm not sure. I always <laughs> did something like that. It was called digital portfolios. Mm-hmm. That's what we called it. And it was like a diary that the kids kept all year. Um, 
Okay, I, if I have it, I'll send it to you. I think you. it's in my store. So yeah, I mean, there's so many ways, okay. but let's talk about this beforehand before we get into those those specifics. What's our purpose for bringing technology into the classroom in the first place? What do we hope to achieve when we add computers and devices? I think you know, being clear about our purpose is is really really important because if we don't know our purpose as educators. As teachers, our kids certainly aren't going to know the purpose, and then that's going to create problems. So let's talk about that. Yes. So for me, my purpose for using any kind of technology is always to make um, the learning more relevant, more 21st century to make it in some ways more collaborative. Um, I think adding technology is meeting our learners where they are already. And that when we leave technology out of the picture, we're kind of doing a disservice to them. I mean, because in this day and age, this is this is the medium that kids live with. So, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Digital natives born with a hand, yes. <laughs> device in their hands. <laughs> yeah. instead, of a, instead of a silver spoon, a computer right. in their hands. Right? Yeah. Just so, what about you guys? What do you, What is your purpose exactly. when you put technology in a kid's hands? Well, technology has always been so exciting to me from the earliest days, from the punch cards in the refrigerated room with a giant computer. That's how old I really am. All, all the way up to all of the current devices. It's just, I find them very exciting. So my purpose for using any kind of technology with my students has always been to add in some excitement, using a tool that they already find motivating, but making that Mm -hmm. a motivator in their exploration of learning activities. Like this is something you enjoy playing games on, but have you ever thought of starting a web page with it? Or, you know, this is something that, you know, you enjoy taking selfies, but have you ever Mm -hmm. thought of creating, you know, like a, a visual journal with it? Right. Right. I think my purpose is to, to, how do I word Like to open up the kids to show, show them how big the world is. So I can use books, I can use textbooks, I can use, you know, but the, but using technology Mm -hmm. really shows them that there's more beyond that. Um, And especially to show them how exciting it is to make those connections outside of our four walls. And that, right. right? And it's, I think those are things they don't necessarily um, get on just plain Games. I think what you're talking so it's about been super is super fun is, to try to come up with. It things gives like that. us the ability to teach mm-hmm. kids that they are global citizens, not just citizens of their little community or of their state or of the United States, yes. but that we are all yes. connected. And when you, like you said, Kathy, have the chance to get outside of your four walls with technology, it shrinks their world. Yes. Right. Global citizenship. I love that term. And that's yeah. exactly what, what we can do with it. So very important, you know. And uh, I mean, my tips are all of the above, really. I mean, um, I also, you know, want to make, it helps to make learning much more exciting for them, too, no, especially no, teaching ancient history. Class, because that can be Deanne, so boring. You know, they can go online and find <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. I love her. Oh, I would depths of my heart. I <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, but it does it does make everything more exciting and yes. and really basically what you guys said, I mean, it just opens up the world and opens up knowledge. It's it's just a yes. A great and thing but to then be. there comes the problem or the issue of us having mm-hmm. to teach how to narrow down that information. Like there is too much information mm-hmm. out there. Um so teaching them how yes. to be true. responsible. Yes. That's very true. Yeah. You're right. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing you do have to teach you right. You know, what's the what's the right information that you want because there is so much right, out there. Right. Oh, yeah. But you know, that's yeah, something down. we we used to have to teach I anyway. As soon as you put a highlighter in their oh, hand. Well, yes. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> Rada, I'm thinking you need to make a meme of that. <laughs> right, right, because it's the same thing. It is. A high, the old the old highlighter in the hand is the same thing as the world. The web is open to you. The do they even call it the worldwide web no. anymore? <laughs> but it is worldwide. It is, and it's and it's open and it's open to you. Mm-hmm. Is it called something else, Kathy? Well, you I said no. I just well, think it's, it's W. It's WWW, right? Well, yes. Right? Except, what does mm-hmm. that stand for? Except now, have you noticed so many of the addresses are HTTPS? You're right. And there's no www in front of it. That's I true. I'm not sure You're when right. that What changed. does HTTPS stand for? Well, I know when you put the S on it, it makes it more secure. It's, it's, oh. It means it's secure. Because I did that for my website. I, I, I'm laughing. I paid I'm a sorry. little bit and made it put the S at the end of it to <laughs> make it secure. I don't know why, but oh. it strikes me funny. Oh. And the, the phrase, blind leading the blind, flashes across the screen. <laughs> Those conversation, but that's okay. We don't need to know those answers because <laughs> we are mad. We can look it up. <laughs> and, and you know what, Call teachers? This is exactly what is your HTTPS mean anyway, and like see what you get. <laughs> there you. Go. Yeah, they might know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask your kids. Hi, for someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and first, yeah, first thing in the morning, ask them what put it on, on the our board podcast and ask them episode, so then we know. Or, or okay. what could it mean? You'll what get some great mean? answers awesome. there. Ladies, let's talk about some favorite ways to use yeah. technology or sites as, <laughs> right. as a tool Comments, for learning please. that engages. Oh, that would be good. Let's get specific. What tools do you use to get your kids excited about learning? Well, the World Wide Web. <laughs> I um I've done a lot of web quests with my kids, and um, one of the ones that I did that they really loved was um, deciding if King Tut was murdered or not. Oh, so we yeah, it's a cool oh. they, right. They collaborated in groups, and each kid took on a different role, like a medical examiner, archaeologist, reporter, sketch artist history professor, historian, and I made up questions that went along with each particular role that they played. So afterwards, mm-hmm. they came back and they, um, you know, we made it, well, it ended up as a um, trial and we had judge and jury and everything, but it was, it was good, very effective. And they really- You know what? That's yeah. exactly the kind of activity that was in Quest Atlantis that I was telling you guys about last, last time. Uh-huh. Wow. That- 
That's a fabulous activity, Deanne. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun one. And they really did a great job with the with the jury. But it's tough because you have to be really specific and let them know exactly what their roles are and the whole thing. But but it was fun. Right. Mm. Well, it's one thing I've been playing with, or not one, a couple of things that I've been playing with a lot this fall has mm-hmm. been doing my reading response rather than in like a reader's notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing it online. And so we've been using kid blog where you can, I can post a question and then the kids type their responses. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the purpose of blogging, how to, how to reply to others. Um, and then the kids noticed, oh, so-and-so isn't using capital letters and so-and-so isn't using punctuation. So it's been the greatest thing on having them revise their writing before publishing. And I'm getting so much more thoughtful responses um, know, because they know other people are going to read it. So that audience factor. It's like, like a, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go it's like an online yeah. book club. So and it's been so great. So we've done that. And then with another mm-hmm. class in New York, we're actually doing the same thing, reader response um, through Flipgrid, which is video, wow. re- video recordings of themselves responding to the question. And then they can reply to each other that way too. So they can actually see the other student who they're, oh, who they're yeah. um, conversing with. Do they love that? Love it so much. So, Kathy, I'm using something similar with my empathy project that I've been blogging about. So, the kids are. um, That's wonderful. They read the same book as another fifth grade classroom, and they develop questions and things that they want to discuss. And they're always trying to finely tune Uh their definition of empathy each time we read a new book. They return to that definition. And we're meeting live, though. It's not recorded video. They are meeting live online via Google Hangouts. And so, yeah. So they they have a conversation, and actually we're we're teaching them discourse oh, yes, with yes, that yes, project, yes, I love that. and um, it's pretty cool the way it's coming together. I'm really excited about it. Um, yes, yes, I'm, it's a monthly update about how it's going. A monthly yeah, update. I want to get with you, Kathy, yeah, hear about you know, more about Flipgrid because I have been wanting to try that and haven't yet. It sounds phenomenal. Yes. Well, here's the other thing that you, that you just jogged my memory right now. I don't know because I haven't tried. In but Google Hangouts, do you now know you're making if you me wonder because you know I wanted to use it as like a formative assessment using um, using um, Jennifer Saravello's conversation continuum she's developed with her conferring book. Which, guys, by the way, it's a plug for Jennifer Saravello. But holy cats, you gotta yes, get that yeah. book. Um, and the online tools she has are phenomenal. So. I would like to be able, because I tried to like monitor as, you know, when they're doing it live, but I'm doing more troubleshooting <laughs> than anything. I can't sit and listen. So gosh, if I could record that, that would be a dream. Yeah. Okay, listeners, there's, here's a question for you tomorrow morning. Figure that one out and give us the answer yeah. in the comments. Well, uh-huh. So I was wondering that, but then I was just using a um, online program called Zoom, Z-O-O-M, mm-hmm. with another teacher friend, mm-hmm. and we were video conferencing, and she's been, it's free, and she said mm-hmm. there's a record button, so it it will record the whole um, oh, very cool. video conversation. 
and dialogue, and then you can no, save it I to go back did a and look project. at later. Have you ever done anything, ladies, with Google Drive? So that drawing? might be something to look into also. Zoom. Yeah. No, um, um, a teacher in my district, Angie, taught me how drawing? and in a um, training, and I took <laughs> yes. it to my kids, and she helped me, you know, via long distance because I was – texting her, emailing, going, what did you do again? <laughs> but we created, this was just a fun little project because we our theme is leadership. And we created, each kid created <laughs> um, an avatar for themselves in Google Drawing. They drew their own. And then um, we saved it as, as a PNG file or a JPEG. And we dumped it into um a Google slide document and we called it our portrait of a leader and they put speech bubbles around themselves, you know, looking at all. Yes. Looking at all. Oh, I love that. All the leadership oh my traits God, that I'm we said that, that we, we brainstormed that are important in leadership. Probably tomorrow, I asked them, okay, which ones do you see in yourself? <laughs> and then they had to, each speech bubble said what they thought they had and why. Um, and so this is a, this is a parent teacher conference thing that they're sharing this week um, at, their, at their student involved conference, but it was so engaging. And um, they were, they just couldn't wait. Can I finish my avatar? Okay. Can I finish my avatar? Um, so I'll send you my example so you can see it. And wow. it's really not hard, I want to guys. Have to it's that. using basic Tracy, shapes and learning how to color it and draw yeah, the so outlines serious. and things. It's it's all it is yeah. in Google Drawing. It's it's really not hard. It's just takes patience. It's fun. Yeah, I will. So Robert, what I know you've done to maybe next time we all get together, you can show us how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what fun! I know. Oh, (laughs) I I did do a ton, and then you know when it's time because hey, I'm retired. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to remember. It's like what did I do? But I'll tell you something I loved was digital storytelling. I used it in so many ways. And I used to write a lot of grants because the time that I was using it, there wasn't donors choose and pick your own teacher to sponsor and whatever all that stuff is. So I just wrote grants all the time and I had boxes and bags full of cameras and tripods and other video equipment. Mm. And my students learned to use it. It was part of our classroom jobs and it was, um, you know, rotated. So everybody would get a chance eventually to do it. And they told the story, literally told the story of our learning Uh through weekly newscasts that they did and produced and uh, put on our webpage. We had a wiki page, same thing. Um, Movies of our field trips and my favorite, absolute favorite demos Uh of science and math lessons. So if there was something that was a particularly difficult concept for someone or someone was absent, mm-hmm. they could just look at our webpage and get the get the kids showing them what we did and, and what they learned from it. Wow, you were so far ahead of your time. Great for review, for test. <laughs> I know. I was. And I'm, and I'm too weak to go back now. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, feel, I feel like deprived that I can't be there doing these things with you. Uh, 
Oh my God, I guess so. So as they developed their stories, my little fourth grade videographers learned without even realizing that learning was happening. And if you don't have time to get cameras and fancy and equipment, Chromebooks. use Chromebooks the great cameras take and voice recording with capabilities that are already on your yes. iPhones yes. and, and yes. your iPads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, there you go. One summer, one summer I taught you um, computer. Mm-hmm. It was a science program where they had like um, micro, not microphones, microscopes <laughs> that mm. would hook up to the Ooh. computer. So, oh, we had those. That's so cool. I mean, yes. you went and collected bugs and all kinds of things and put them under and you could see it on the computer. It was Oh, amazing. that's very cool. It is. It is. I, for, I've forgotten yes. those. They were blue. Well, they ladies, were the coolest shade time. of blue. We need they? to talk about yes. our number one tip for using technology as a tool for engagement with them. our kids. <laughs> so let's break for that. So my number one tool would be, well, I have two. (laughs) Okay. So to definitely research first what you plan to use, because sometimes something sounds like a good idea and then Mm -hmm. it turns out either to be too complicated or it's really not as engaging as you had hoped it to be. Um, And the the other would be Mm -hmm. to truly think about your purpose before introducing anything new to your kids. Are you using technology yes. just as a wow factor? How about you? Or is Anna? it truly going to help them um, show their learning? Mm, great. I, I would say don't try to do both the, um, the new learning activity and the new technology at the same time. Either introduce a new activity that uses technology mm-hmm. they've already become comfortable with or introduce the new technology and say, hey, here's another way to do a book report. Or here's another way Good to suggestion. write a personal narrative. Mine um, is, you know, two words. Just, just have Be one new flexible. thing on the plate. Because yeah. um, nothing can make you gnash your teeth and wail in desperation like technology. And mm-hmm. especially when you're trying something new, you've got to remember that you have, you know, 25 to 30 eyeballs, if not more, on you, mm-hmm. watching your reaction when things crash and burn. And they will, because that's the nature of the beast. So this is also <laughs> yeah. This is also an opportunity uh-huh. to demonstrate right. actually how, it's 50 to 60 what eyeballs. It is, what it means to have tenacity and to roll <laughs> with the punches and to have a growth mindset. Exactly. Because you're gonna need it, and just accept that it's it's gonna and crash and burn because it's yep. technology, and it always does. And let's face yeah. it, yep. unless we're working at the cream of the crop school that's that's privately funded that's right. with millions of dollars, we all have technology that leaves a lot to be desired. That could be tons better, but because we're school, we're a school. Chances are you don't have the cream of the crop, so it's uh-huh. gonna crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Right, and even with cream of the crop exactly. um, materials, still do that. Yeah, yeah, there'll still be fails, and yeah. and you're the best role model of all for what to do yeah. when it fails. And here's and here's another great tip. Mm-hmm. 
turn it off and then <laughs> turn right. it on again. Oh, and if yeah. that doesn't work, <laughs> unplug it and plug it back in. Always try that first. That's right. Want yes, it scream. Work. Just laugh. Right. <laughs> oh, well, we tried that. Uh-huh. Ann, what's your tip? Just laugh, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, basically plan ahead and know what you want to accomplish ahead of time. And um, well, you know, take it easy on yourself. We have time for today. We hope that you've enjoyed our third um, part of our technology series. (laughs) Be sure to check out our blogs and the show notes. If you like what you hear, give us a shout out, leave a comment, give us some stars on your listening platform. And you want to come back next week because we are going to be talking about technology for differentiation with a capital D. Ooh. Make sure you come back. You teach so hard. We can't wait to hear from you. Bye.